happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. This is your moment. Your time to shine. Your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career. And you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. On the Bechdel cast, the questions asked if movies have women in them. Are all their discussions just boyfriends and husbands, or do they have individualism? The patriarchy's effing vast. Start changing it with the Bechdel cast. Hello, listeners. It's us. Ever heard of us? Uh, this is a wild. This is a wild episode to introduce. Not only because I think it's one of our most, if not our most chaotic live episode to date but it also took place five full months ago so you're kind of being introduced to past versions of ourselves who knows so much has happened so much has taken place since this historic episode was recorded but uh so true we were waiting for the summer to release it because it just feels like a summary episode even though we recorded it in february you clicked on Mm -hmm. it you know what it is we covered the hannah montana movie with Robert Evans in front of a live studio audience, and I threw a knife into the audience by accident. <laughs> yes, which we don't really acknowledge, at least verbally, as it happened on stage. But here's the thing we live streamed that show, and you can still buy like on demand tickets for it. So if you want to see the moment where, Jamie, I think you're just sort of like jokingly like, waving around this and it was like it was a, kn- a knife in its case but it also had smaller knives inside literally i was like of course of course robert had four or five knives in a single sheath question mark <laughs> i assumed it was just right. the one like machete but no there were also <laughs> the machete also had sons and i didn't know all and, knife stories are about fathers and are, sons. It's, and we've been talking about this for years. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I did throw a knife into the audience. I will say, quick update, I don't even think I've told you this, Caitlin, <gasps> that the uh, the person who I almost hit with a knife, it fell at their feet. It wasn't like yes. a, you know, missed their head or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But again, this is, it's such a weird plug for <laughs> for buying the live stream to be like, watch, I almost really hurt somebody. But <laughs> You can see it in the live stream. Either uh-huh. way, they came to a book promo show I did at the same venue, mm-hmm. Curious Comedy Theater, in Portland several months later, and we mm-hmm. had a good laugh about 
knife gate. So it's all good. I just wanted to say that at the top. And also yes. just I, I this episode was so I mean this episode was so fun for a lot of reasons, but mainly because I think it's fun because our show has been on for so long now that we've like teased the fact that we would someday do this episode for probably four three or four years. Many years. Yes. Many moons. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. A lot of sunrises, a lot of sunsets since we've been threatening to, to do this episode. And we did. And it mm-hmm. is, uh, it, it was everything I dreamed and a knife attack. <laughs> yes, it was such a treat to do. We had so much fun and there was a knife, but everyone survived. And also another reason to to check out the live stream, if you want Uh to do that, either instead of or in addition to listening to the audio only episode. (laughs) Boring. (laughs) Um, but look, we're wearing wigs, okay? Oh, I forgot we were wear- we are wearing wigs. Our wigs keep that's falling important. off, and that's visual comedy. That is. Robert Evans also wears a wig. You'll see all of the knives that he brought to the stage and doled out to. Sophie's there. Our, <laughs> Sophie our is beloved there. Sophie came on stage. It was, and you can also see an argument between another person who came to. <laughs> the raw dog show as well at some point i accidentally encouraged robert and an audience member to get into a fight about chickens or farms i don't know eggs it's specifically the eggs. number of eggs that get produced we cut it out of the episode because it just didn't translate very well to the audio medium uh but but yeah, you, can you can watch it it's it it extremely <laughs> stressful to, there's uh, also a, a, a horny looking corn dog apparently or a hot I don't know there's there's a very phallic hot dog oh uh, yeah that, that thing see. was huge it was massive <laughs> god this show really it, it's really taking me back to a simpler time but it was mm-hmm. an altogether menacing night and I loved every second of it it was um, delightful so take a trip down memory lane with us and let's check out the Hannah Montana movie with, of course, Robert Evans. You know him, you love him from Behind mm-hmm. the Bastards, from It Could Happen Here, from all Cool Zone Media endeavors. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, it's, if you're listening to this show, you know who Robert is. We love Robert to death and we have mm-hmm. been uh, waiting to, I mean, and as you know, uh, it's a rare privilege for uh for men to be on the show it's and true so he paid us for that no i'm kidding he didn't uh we did pay <laughs> yeah. him anyways and we wanted to plug again this actually uh for those trying to do bechdel cast continuity this was recorded the same night of our show with sarah marshall mm-hmm. at curious comedy with our goonies episode and we were so lucky to partner with Curious Comedy again. So we just wanted to shout out everyone there. And mm-hmm. um, yeehaw, bitch. Enjoy the episode. <laughs> Enjoy. Welcome, everybody, to Curious Comedy Theater. Make some noise for the Bechtel cast. Please keep it going for Jamie and Caitlin. Start changing it with the Wow, welcome. <laughs> We've changed. 
The show has pivoted hard. <laughs> oh, okay. Hi. I, oh, you're just going to be yourself. Okay. <laughs> I guess we hadn't pre-planned a bit. Sorry, my hat's going to be slipping and sliding oh. off this very real hair. <laughs> we, we should come up with alter ego names for us. Yes. Such as Kate Lana Montana. <laughs> I no notes. I think it's great. Thank you. I would Thanks. like to be Bambi, Massachusetts. Oh, <laughs> yes. She's nothing like Hannah Montana, and that's what makes her special. <laughs> she can't sing for shit. Wait, what is um? What is Keanu Reeves' character in Point Break? His last name Johnny Utah. Okay, I'm Johnny Utah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> You're Johnny Utah's long lost sister. <laughs> Joni yeah, Utah. Utah. Ooh, that's genuinely a great. That's like a good roller derby name too. Yeah, yeah. that's wow. really powerful. Uh, Bambi, Massachusetts. Really, not much to say about her. She's mostly uh, just you know a terrible singer and basically incompetent. Um, that's that's my alter ego that I like to slip in and out of. Love it. Yeah. Oh. Welcome to the Bechtel cast. Yes. Thank you for coming. We're so excited you're here. Uh, we haven't been to. Oh God! Oh no! I, know. I think this is just gonna keep happening. This yes. is. We actually got a really like expensive, nice wig for this show, and you can tell by the fact that it it isn't working. Our <laughs> it's tags falling are apart. Still on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Really nice. Wow. Okay. So this is we're just gonna be balding the whole time. That's totally fine. Yeah. Um. But no, we're we're so excited to be back in Portland. We haven't been here uh, for three years. Was anyone here the last time we did a show here? Yeah. Wow. Welcome okay. back. Welcome back. Okay. Um. Is anyone here just because they're like a Hannah Montana fan? Does <laughs> <laughs> anyone here just like to tell me the seven things you hate about me? <laughs> Um, yeah, we're okay. We should tell them what the show is. Yes, yes. This is yeah. the Bechtel cast. My name's Caitlin Durante, aka Joni Utah. My Sorry, name's my name's uh, jo Joni Utah. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, my name's Jamie Loftus, aka Bambi, Massachusetts. And um, no, we're, we're thrilled to be back and we're thrilled to be talking about kind of one of the greatest cinematic uh, achievements of our. <laughs> Of our era, I think. Yes. Um, this uh, is normally this is our, our podcast uh, where we take an intersectional feminist look at your favorite movies. Tonight, I'm really not sure what it's going to be. <laughs> I, if you're expecting like really thorough, thoughtful discourse, you've come to the right place. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's yeah. what will happen here tonight. When people are talking about like put your thinking caps on, I'm thinking <laughs> this, is, this is that. Yeah. It's so intellectual what you're about so, to see. Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, in fact, one of us might even have a master's degree. And <laughs> but, but I would never mention that. No. So, Joni, you would never. I would never. <laughs> Um, so yeah, this is our show, The Bechtel Cast, where we analyze movies through an intersectional feminist lens using the Bechtel test as a jumping off point. But Bambi, Massachusetts, yeah. what is that? Well, um, it was a media metric invented by a huge fan of Bambi, Massachusetts, queer cartoonist yeah. Alison Bechtel. A lot of versions of the test. Our version of the test requires that um, two Hannah Montanas with names <laughs> talk to each other about something other than an identity crisis. Yeah. And most movies do not pass <laughs> this test. Pretty rare. In yes. fact, maybe only one movie does. Yes. Actually, and well, it's not this one. 
<laughs> it's Fight Club. Um, <laughs> it actually kind of works. Is Hannah Montana the same movie as Fight Club? I truly... <laughs> Oh, I've got this in my notes. Maybe. <laughs> I just didn't like it's it's a beautiful it's a gift from like Hannah Montana and uh, young people with identity crises. I mean, she was there for us and mm. her wig was not good. <laughs> it was it was thrilling. Okay. So I I mean, but we have we have a very uh, special guest with us tonight. Also, hello to the live stream. Yes, hello. Um, uh, that, I guess that's all I have to say. Yeah. There, in, in the last one, I f- accident, I forgot that I once again insulted the city of San Francisco, and then I was like, oh, wait, anyone can see this. They're watching. Yeah, yeah, I will not be allowed within the city limits again, and that's fucking fine. <laughs> um, uh, but we have, we have an amazing guest who um, is a huge Hannah Montana fan. Yes. We've yeah. been, and honestly, and I don't mean to like embarrass him, but like he's been... At least once a week, it's like 30 texts in a row of like, when can I talk about this subject I'm so passionate about? Mm-hmm. People, fi- you know, people assume I'm like one kind of person, but really I'm like a number one Hannah stan, and mm-hmm. I want to talk about it. I'm like, oh my god, enough. That's his enough. alter ego. That's, Everyone yes. thinks of our guest as, oh, a journalist. Oh, oh, I host behind the bastards. But oh, I have a knife. You know. <laughs> And it's like, okay, but what? But what's what's just beneath but, the surface? But secretly, yeah. it's Hannah Montana, number one fan. He's a number one fan of Montana. So let's get him out here. Uh, he's uh, Boston's number one prop comic. Please give it up for Robert We prefer to be called Hannah Montfanas. Okay. So, oh. first off, thank you for bravely. Check your terms. Okay, sorry. I'm so sorry. Sorry. Holy shit. <laughs> Fucked up. Um, well, I feel very safe. I think right now. Would you like some weapons? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. We are in the state of Oregon, which in its very enlightened nature allows the open carry of any kind of knife. So I brought a couple. Oh. <laughs> Sensing some clenching buttholes in the crowd. And um, that's... in honor of your corn dog, I brought you this. Oh. That's called a rungu. It's a war okay. club. Okay. So in odd and and I just wanted to say I wanted to shout out. Where's the audience member that gave me the corn dog? Hello. Uh, what's your name? Max. Thank you, Max, because this corn dog is pornographic that you gave me. <laughs> Absolutely fucking sick. Um, I will be contacting uh, the authorities that I don't believe in or trust. But this is like, I mean, look at this. They really do look exactly alike. When they say all movies are about fathers and sons, <laughs> this is what they're talking about. Well, then, I mean, okay, yeah. Wait, what is this called? It's called a rungu. It's a war club. What? Do I, so it's a it's a whack. Yeah, you're for it's for hitting stuff. It's a mm-hmm. whacker. All right. Now this is extremely dangerous, oh, wow. Caitlin. It can't be closed. We'll just set that down here. Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I received that in the mail in an anonymous box of knives from a fan who said his, his grandfather had sort of lost his mind later in life and just uh-huh. kept ordering knives for the Bud K catalog. <laughs> and they couldn't figure out what to do with them, so they sent them to me. Uh-huh. <laughs> does it open like, like this? It does. It's very oh, dangerous. Yeah, I'm gonna... <laughs> what is like... There's no way to safely carry or transport it. <laughs> And yet, you did that this in your is, bag. Yeah. This is maybe a ridiculous question, but like, what is the desired effect for, for when you like, because there's also like a, 
uh, I'm uh, afraid it's gonna like spring out. And, oh, it's not spring loaded. It's far okay. too heavy for that. There's a gorgeous oh. angel with uh, huge naturals on yeah. this as well, which you can't see because we're afraid to pick it up. Um, but fear what, is a natural reaction to that knife. If I was using it, what would happen to someone? Well, you would hurt yourself first, I suspect. <laughs> it doesn't. I did use it to trim brush at one point, but it didn't end well for me. Okay. Okay. Um, and then I believe you have two more weapons with you. Is that correct? Uh, I just got one here for someone else. But... Oh well, well, actually, we. I, I feel like we should get uh, another woman on stage. Oh yeah, that's honestly. a good I idea. Feel yeah, I feel safe. Yeah. That can way, we yeah. actually? Can we bring out our producer, Sophie Lichterman? That would feel much better. That would feel way, way better. There's a mic right there. All right. It's it's actually Sophie Califofi. Oh, oh. <laughs> yes. Here. I'd like to be properly introduced next time. Thank you so much. What is this weapon you've uh, got? I don't know. <laughs> it's very heavy. It's, what is that? What it's is a it? kukri. Notice how he's afraid when I do this. <laughs> and what would that do? Would it give you a little scrape? Yeah. Okay. I mean, can we open her up, please? Sure. Oh. Okay. Oh, my God. There you go. Now, Sophie, you want to keep a drink in one hand and just kind of wave that. It feels real good. I've never felt happier. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also afraid to move my arm. No, it's barely, it's it's blunt. That's the safest kind of knife. It makes really, wow. yeah. It is very, want to swap for a sec? Yeah, I think I got the safest one because I can't be trusted. Yeah, yeah you this say is that. Kinda, that. Yeah. This is, it's hefty. Yeah. It's hefty. Mm-hmm. All right. I don't, I, don't I, don't should, I don't think you should have that. I think I would feel pretty good about this. I'm going to be like I doing this. I trust you with like, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do. Whoop, okay. <laughs> it's just kind of a slick surface is the thing. It's kind of a water slide situation up there. Um, I do think this is the first time in Bechtelcast history that we have uh, invited a male guest on and he immediately approached us uh, by explaining things to us. <laughs> And introducing act of violence into the situation. In my defense, you but made me watch the Hannah Montana movie. I mean, fair. Okay, which you, in um, keeping with the Laura love. Thank you. I, I'm okay. Please, please, I guess I really shouldn't do it. Oh my God. Sophie, do you want to like? Do you want to just, hang? Just get for it a bit? in there. Just jam oh. it. There we go. Yes. Would you like to hang? Mm-hmm. I'll hang. All right. Hi, Sarah wow. Marshall. Give it up for Sarah Marshall. She was our guest on our first show tonight. Give it up if you were at the first show tonight. Yes. So exciting. Uh, I got I got Minions, um, I got Minions walkie-talkies as a gift after the show, and I was so fucking thrilled. Yes. I was gonna go to different rooms in my house and be like, below, over. <laughs> Poopai, over. Um, I'm really loving the blonde theme here. Thank yeah, we were you. gonna bring you a wig, but you have the natural Hannah. Yeah. Yeah, it's incredible. So I guess now that we're all here, yes. Um, now that this brain trust has finally come <laughs> together, <laughs> yes. um, we should do what everyone wants us to do, which is talk about Hannah Montana under duress. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. so, uh, Caitlin, what is your history with Hannah Montana, the person, the property, the idea, the movie? Well, you'll never believe this, but I had never seen any of it <laughs> until maybe three or four days ago. Oh, hey. I knew about, thank you so much. Um, I, I knew about Hannah Montana. I knew that that's how Miley Cyrus got her start, uh, but I didn't watch any of it. The end. But now you... 
I have watched it. And then we watched several episodes of the show today. Mm-hmm. Again, also. under duress. <laughs> under duress. Um, most notably, Larry David makes a cameo as himself <laughs> in the show. Mm-hmm. I was really taken aback by that. Oh, a season two gem. He <laughs> yeah. shows up in a Curb Your Enthusiasm style thing. He can't get into a restaurant. He's got a baby Cassie David with him. Who knows why this is happening, but we're thrilled and we're cheering and sometimes we're crying. It's mm. an exciting moment. So yeah, that's, that's my history. What about you, Jamie? I love Hannah Montana. <laughs> I actually, I think I was objectively too old for Hannah Montana when it came out. And I was, I mean, with all that, like, Disney Channel stuff of that era, I was very, I was very, like, bright-eyes 13-year-olds. I was like, um, Hannah who? And then secretly I was feral (laughs) (laughs) for Hannah Montana. But I had an amazing friend in junior high and high school and still now. Her name's Lois. And she, like, I think she was, like, a really important friend to have where when we were not supposed to like things anymore, Lois was just like, no, I like the Jonas Brothers and we're going to their concert today asshole right Mm -hmm. and then we would go and then so i think i got like this kind of cool like backdoor experience to that era of um pop stars with weird hair and i loved it i had so much fun i went to a hannah montana concert uh in junior high and no you did not i yeah yeah i did (laughs) and she performed it was great she there's like a, a certain point in the show where she'll like reveal herself to be who we already know her to be but we're all just playing along for no reason And then the Jonas Brothers come out and they have a trampoline and you're like, this is all great. (laughs) I'm loving this. Um, So I like watched the like first season of the show and then I really and truly was too old to to do it. And then I came back for the movie. Sure. Yeah. Um, Part of me is like, should I use one of these knives to cut this tag off? Um, No. No. It's it's very safe. No. (laughs) I'm not touching that one, but... I think that we came up with the idea for this episode like five years ago when you we were recording and you didn't know who Ariana Grande was. He most certainly did not. Yes, <laughs> yeah. So that, I think, is where this came from. But now, Robert, what's your experience with Hannah Montana? I know it's been a journey. Well, I, I, up until about five days ago, I was pretty sure she was Taylor Swift. And I'm going to be honest, <laughs> the fact that Taylor Swift is in the movie did not entirely disabuse <laughs> me of that notion. Um, I, I quit. I, I missed Hannah. So, like... I graduated high school, I think, a few years before you did, and a few years before Hannah Montana really became a thing, yeah. I think. And so I, it was just kind of one of those when I dropped out of pop culture briefly to do a lot of drugs, and then I came back, and she was very, very famous. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. this is something I missed. And to think you could have been watching Hannah Montana on drugs <laughs> all those years. I, I can't say for certain that I didn't, but <laughs> it does seem unlikely. But now you've seen the movie, and what's your general impression? I think it was probably the best Hannah Montana movie that you, you were likely to get. Very, uh-huh. very judicious of yeah. you. <laughs> with, with, with one exception, but we'll get to that. Uh, I, yeah, I, I see mm-hmm. where this is going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sophie, what's your history with Hannah Montana? Uh, definitely watched it when I was a kid. Definitely thought too many times about bangs. <laughs> oh, no, I'm just waiting. No, I'm listening. <laughs> I'm just going to make really good eye contact while I tell this. Thought about bangs. Uh, You know, all all the little guest star pieces are great. I I like that Elvis, a.k.a. Austin Butler, does not sound... Oh. (laughs) 
not the first time this has happened between us. <laughs> They're really good corn dogs, by the way, whoever got them. Uh, yeah. And then, you know, followed Miley through her, wh- what did we say her I'm no longer a Disney baby song was? Oh, Can't Be Tamed, mm-hmm. when she's like in a cage, also as a bird. <laughs> Um, she's, I mean, and, and she's like, we're going to talk about this in, in pickups uh, later on, but like, she's also done some serious cultural appropriation oh, over yeah. the years. Like, she's, yes. her crimes are many. She should definitely apologize to Michael Jordan for that one song. Wait, what? Thank you to the one person who got that <laughs> reference. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> and then just all the times you've forced me to watch. Like today for three hours. Yeah. yeah. Okay, there was a bit of a hostage crisis today when I made people watch Hannah Montana for three hours, and every time they were not responding well, I'd be like, you just don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting very defensive, yes. I was, I was kind of, uh, I felt myself doing what my therapist tells me not to do, <laughs> which is get defensive over things that aren't important. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. But I was like, no, you just need to see how in the show, like in the movie, Hannah Montana reveals her identity in one way. In the show, Jay Leno finds out about her identity, (laughs) and it's a catastrophe. It's a whole thing. But we're here to talk about the Hannah Montana movie. That's right. so should we should we recap it? We certainly should. It's, like, it's Caitlin's fa- famous recap, folks. Oh my gosh! <laughs> this is oh, like untenable. It's. Okay, I, I'm like I'm almost done with my glass of wine. I'm gonna need another one soon. I know it's it's scary up here. Okay. <laughs> so, to, yeah. <laughs> People love her. <laughs> so I just want to provide a little bit of context before I do the recap for the movie, but Jamie, I think I need your help. So yes. I think what you need to already know about Hannah Montana as a character, as an intellectual property, is that Miley, Miley Stewart. Yes, is Mar- a Miley Stewart so and her confusing. father, Robbie Ray Stewart. <laughs> Un- unacceptable. <laughs> She is just a regular girl, but her alter ego, Hannah Montana, is super famous, and no one knows Hannah's true identity. No one knows that Miley is except Hannah, for her except trusted her, circle. Her circle, exactly. Yes. So, Dolly Parton knows. Dolly Parton knows. Yeah. Uh, in the movie, we realize that her grandmother, Margot Martindale, knows. Margot Martindale is well aware, <laughs> yes. and she knows the hoedown throwdown, we find she out. She knows it by heart. She knows a lot of things, her that achy, Margot Martindale. Her breaky heart. Um, <laughs> okay, so uh, all she does is put on a blonde wig, right? To become Hannah. Oh, and all we do is talk into a micro... No, that's, that is what we do. Um, yeah. And the reason she does this, she like is leaving the, living the secret life is she wants to have a normal teen life as someone Miley. constantly suffering an identity crisis. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. So that's what you need to know uh, going in. So the movie opens with Miley Stewart. That, of course, is Miley Cyrus. Uh, she's struggling to get into her own Hannah Montana concert in Los Angeles. Ever heard of it? Uh, but my That's not going to work here. <laughs> People <Damn> aren't thrilled. <laughs> Shout out to anyone from L.A. who's watching the live stream. Woo! It's still not playing. It's not playing in the room. Somebody in bed watching this is like, yeah! Yeah! 
were talking about me. Okay. I think that that's where our shows are best seen from someone who's like watching on their phone, like facing their head, <laughs> also eating a corn dog. Yeah, that looks <laughs> just like this. Okay, so Miley and her best friend Lily, played by Emily Osment, they finally get into the show, and Miley performs as her alter ego, Hannah Montana. Uh, her dad, Robbie Ray, played by Billy Ray Cyrus. Are you okay? Yes. Anything to say? I'm so angry. You should be excited. He has kind of the same name as you. Robbie Ray Evans. I, I come here to you, Jamie, on a Thursday night when I could be doing ketamine. And this is how you repay me. Robbie Ray Evans, everybody. Wow. One uh-huh. of the greats. Beautiful. Uh, so he's... Hannah Montana's manager, is that right? Yeah, his whole thing is he puts on a fake mustache. In the show, he's like, I'm Hannah Montana's manager. And then he puts on a like Jacques Clouseau mustache. He has and everyone's s- like, yeah. He has a soul patch that has to register with everyone in his neighborhood to let them know that he can't be within 500 feet of a school. Like, that... I, I have a question. The soul patch is... I don't know if it's more canonical to the character or the man. I don't know. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, Vanessa Williams is also there playing a character named Vita, which is Hannah Montana's publicist. Yes. Right? And then there's also this guy named Oswald, which is this like sleazy tabloid guy who's trying to get this juicy expose style scoop on Hannah Montana. That's one of the things I like about the movie is for some reason it has like a very correctly low opinion of the British tabloid specifically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I was like, yeah, I guess that that tracks. I wonder like why they're being singled out. I mean, they're horrible, but yes. who knows? They, they've got it in for, for our Hannah. Yes, indeed. Um, so everything is going great in Hannah Montana and Miley's life until Miley lets a few Hannah-related things get in the way, such as a shoe-related brawl with Tyra Banks. Okay. <laughs> How much do you think they paid Tyra to be in that movie? Uh-huh. She also had to learn the hoedown throwdown for the record. <laughs> She does it in she does it in the credits for like ten seconds and then bails, which I respect. Sure. Because this is what yeah. this is what two thousand nine. So yeah. there's that's like peak America. What it would that that's peak Tyra TV time. Yeah. Oh, I mean that's, Tyra's a huge cameo no America's matter when. Next but top like models nine. Yeah. On I'm like that's a big bag. She throws Tyra. Miley Cyrus over a couch. Oh well, she must have done it for free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they get into a pretty uh, intense. Uh, you know, and a lot of exchanges in that uh, fight do pass the Bechdel test. It's true. Yeah. And we applaud that. It yeah. is a flawed match. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they're fighting over shoes mm-hmm. um, because women be shopping for shoes. Yes. And also Miley screws up her best friend Lily's birthday party because she shows up as Hannah Montana. And so all of the thunder is taken away from Lily. So uh, Miley's dad, Robbie Ray, is like, you need to simmer down. <laughs> and he and takes... Already you're acting better than Billy Ray's <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard a person more actively reading the whole time. <laughs> 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 
Which is honestly <laughs> impressive, because I wouldn't have guessed that he could, just knowing what I know about <laughs> Billy Ray. Um, so he takes her to her hometown of Crowley Corners, Tennessee, to get away from it all, uh, and to visit her grandmother, Margot Martindale, for her birthday. Character actor, Margot Martindale, for her birthday. Because Miley needs to learn to appreciate what matters because her Hannah persona is just becoming too much. Mm-hmm. I, this is something that always... I mean, Robbie, Robbie Ray Stewart, the famous character, <laughs> he's always, like, mad at his daughter for having a dual identity as if he weren't integral in creating it in the first place. He's like, you're losing touch with yourself, you 14-year-old fucking loser. And I was like... Dude, you had to have signed off on this at some point. And I'm pretty sure she bought your house. (laughs) Why can't you handle this duality that I'm forcing you into as a child? With your undeveloped brain. (laughs) Okay, so Miley goes back to her hometown in Tennessee. Her grandmother tells Miley about how developers are trying to swoop into town to build a huge mall, like do all this like urban sprawl stuff. So the time, I was gonna okay. Thank you for yes. saying that because yes. I noticed that both of the shows that we did live tonight in Portland, The Goonies and Hannah Montana, the movie have basically the same premise, which is young person needs to do something drastic to save their town that's in danger of being ruined by rich people. And I, and it would be cool if either Data from The Goonies became a pop star, Ooh. or Miley Cyrus had to go onto a pirate ship in hell. <laughs> Either of these movies I would be perfectly happy with. Yes. So the town of Crowley Corners is raising funds so that they can pay the taxes on the land to keep the developers out. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, uh, a couple romances are brewing. And they all fucking suck. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, One is between Robbie Ray and a local woman, Lorelai. Yeah, Jan Levinson Gould. So weird i don't yeah. approve i know it's it like really it doesn't bothered me i mean i love i love her but also it's just like ugh, now we're, we're sticking melora harding with with robbie ray it doesn't seem fair and robbie ray's not nice to her he's always like i'm busy being a parent and she's like oh my god i just said hello <laughs> For, like, why, did he, why did he even get a love interest like bro it's not about you it's so fucking weird <laughs> If you, if you think that's weird, what do you hear about his real current love interest? Oh, wow. I know. <laughs> Robert's made a separate presentation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Robert was like, this... oh, yeah, I'll do your show. I got five pages of Billy Ray. <laughs> <laughs> At some point, it became very clear that this was going to be a behind the bastards about Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> But not, I welcome accepted. <laughs> no. He he printed out notes on the laser jet. I mean, it's just a lot. That's so menacing, Robert. That's so menacing. Whoa! I just got uh, my blood pressure just rose. <laughs> I can't wait. What what is handwritten on there? <laughs> Can I read it? <laughs> Please do. <laughs> oh it says. <laughs> She is the fruit of a poisoned seed. (laughs) Now, that was about a horse and a half worth of ketamine into my night of research. Do you want to know what else is on the back there? 
Yeah, there's an address. I yeah, that's I Billy Ray's home address. No, stop! <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with you? It was a long night. <laughs> you, I, the group text really was becoming concerning at some point. <laughs> Um, so Robbie Ray's dating Jan Levinson yes. Gould and it fucking sucks yes <laughs> it sucks what also sucks is Miley and the boy that she used to know from school Travis they yeah can we just get a big boo for Travis yeah. we hate fucking Travis oh my god why did he get to go to the movie Hmm? He, he seemed like TV series specific. Why did he get to bump up to the movie? He, I, no, he, I don't even think he was on the show. I'm pretty sure most of the movie is like yeah. not even canonical to the show. Shouldn't it have been, uh, what, what, Jake Ryan? Jake Ryan, yeah, there is a guy named Jake Ryan. Jake Ryan got woos. Travis got no. booze. I'm upset. <laughs> there is, I mean, there, Miley, Sire, yeah, like, hair. Miley Stewart, I'm so sorry. Oh, wow. Miley Stewart had so yes. many boyfriends in that show, and they were all, like, played by a different guy named Cody with the same haircut yeah. and then he's always like Miley I have a big crush on you and she's like me <laughs> and I was like yeah let's watch this for five days <laughs> okay so, so uh, Miley and Travis start building a chicken coop together and that's kind of the basis of their relationship uh, yeah. point is she's getting back to her country roots uh, she then goes to a fundraiser slash open mic night. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, those things. And Miley performs the hoedown throwdown. Yes. Okay, we got a pop for the hoedown throwdown. Yeah. It is a classic generationally shifting musical sequence. You don't have to like it, but it's history. But you do have to do it, everyone. Yeah. One, two, three. <laughs> Something, 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 something. <laughs> oh, I wrote down all the lyrics. Uh, it is pop it, lock it, polka dot it, country fire. Oh, like, hip yeah. hop hit something. Put your hog in the sky. Wait. Yeah, I'm fucking Wait, wait, wait. wait. I'm Everyone sorry. Else knows it better than me. Someone had it. Wait, do you, would you mind just doing it on... Do you, do you know it? Yeah. All right, let's see. I don't know. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry to be so scared. Sorry, I just ate the scariest corn dog of my life. Um, sorry. Okay, let, let's. Okay, so it starts with what? Hop it, lock it, polka dot it, country fight it, hip hop. Somebody hit it. Hit it. Side, 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 jump to the left, stick it, glide, zigzag across the, the floor, floor, shuffle in diagonal. <laughs> okay, so like a kind of a historic thing that happened there. Thank you. So, wait, what's your name? Zav. Give it up for Zav, everybody. That was wow. That was very special. I loved it. Oh. It, it does. I, mean, it, I I agree with that. It's not about the lyrics. It's about the lyrics. It's no, a it's about how you song feel. that feels like a song. <laughs> to misquote Harry Styles. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So uh, Miley inspires everyone in town to perform the hoedown throwdown, mm -hmm. but Mr. Capitalism shows up and he's like, "You'll never raise enough money to stop me from putting out my shopping mall," and then. 
Travis, boo, suggests that Miley invite Hannah Montana to town to put on a huge benefit concert because Miley had previously mentioned that she knew Hannah. And you're like, Travis, shut the fuck up. That's, every time Travis speaks, I, my fists clench. <laughs> he thinks he's so fucking smart. <laughs> oh, he's a he's gonna make a killing in the egg business. <laughs> <laughs> With the ugliest chicken coop I've ever seen. Sorry. His whole arc, he's like, I'm building a chicken coop. And then at the end, Miley Cyrus makes it uglier than it's ever been. (laughs) And he's like, I better date her. (laughs) It's like... Uh, and then Travis, for the record, never heard from again. She has a totally different boyfriend on the show. She's dating a guitarist named Jesse, who keeps forgetting, like, his whole, Jesse's whole thing. I, I made Caitlin and Sophie watch the episodes today. Mm-hmm. Jesse, his, his brain cells, they're not so good. <laughs> and so her whole thing is like, just don't kiss me when I'm Hannah Montana. And he's like, okay, got it. That night on Jay Leno, <laughs> he kisses her as Hannah Montana, and Jay Leno gets the scoop. Mm-hmm. It's thrilling. Wow. Why is Jay Leno on the show? <laughs> Why is Larry oh, David on the show? You didn't want Travis on the show. Why? Hmm? We're not no, I mean, we didn't. I wasn't asking. I didn't we want more Travis, but he's no. just a pretty diabolical character. We in didn't general. really want Jesse either. No. Mm. We didn't really want the show. <laughs> I liked the show. Okay, so so Travis is like, invite Hannah Montana to town. So now Miley has to pretend to bring Hannah to town. Her friend Lily shows up to help. Hannah is then invited to a dinner with the mayor. But oh no, it's at the same time as the date that she has with Travis. Okay, hijinks alert. Mrs. Doubtfire scene alert. <laughs> and so Miley has to like go back and forth between the two events putting on her Hannah wig, taking off her Hannah wig. Mm-hmm. It's it's uh, really good storytelling. And then... Robert, you had, you had a pretty... Um... Travis is waiting for his date, and he keeps getting angrier and angrier. <laughs> yes. And mm-hmm. as someone who was once a 17-year-old boy, if I had been on a date with a girl, and she had not shown up and then come back and apologized, the last thing I would have done is get angry. <laughs> like... <laughs> But he's furious. He's quick to anger every mm-hmm. single time, and you're like, we gotta no, get... No, we gotta. He, he puts his fist through some drywall after that. We just don't <laughs> see that scene. <laughs> That's why it's taking so long to build his damn chicken coop. <laughs> he just keeps he's punching holes in it. <laughs> and then he figures out that Miley is Montana, and he's really upset because she lied to him, and he isn't... What did I say I love that phrase. He's had fingers <laughs> Montana. <laughs> um... No, no, no. (laughs) Here's the thing. You weren't wrong, but you definitely were right. (laughs) It's okay. Okay, so Miley is upset that Travis dumped her for reasons that we know about. And Mm -hmm. she and her dad have a heart-to-heart. They sing a song together. I guess it's moving. And (laughs) um, then it's time for the big concert. I love when it's time for the big concert. It's like, wow, is the third act happening? (laughs) She starts performing, but then she stops and she's like, I can't do this, I can't lie to you. This is my hometown, you're you're my people, and I'm Miley Cyrus Stewart. (laughs) Not Hannah Montana. So she takes off her wig and then she performs a song as Miley. Mm -hmm. And it seems like she's 
gonna quit being Hannah Montana? Which this is a while because it seems like she, I whatever she want. It seems like she wants to quit being Hannah Montana at this point, mm. which is like a, I, I mean whatever. There's plenty of reasons, right? And I'm overthinking this. There's. <laughs> Like, I can see how wanting to be rid of your alter ego, that's good. But it seems like she's like, so I can date Travis. And you're like, oh, like throwing away your career for Travis wouldn't be me. I mean, Mm -hmm. but the way egg prices have gone lately, that might still work out for her. (laughs) I was really hoping that that was not your egg joke. I I do have a lot of problems with the way eggs are depicted. Okay, well, then, yeah, please, please. That's what our show is about. We see a chicken coop that has easily 30 to 40 chickens, okay? Now, we see Miley put maybe four or five eggs in her pockets, right, before she falls and breaks them. And then she only finds one more. Now, based on the... What this, the outside looks like, and based on the way people are dressed, it's clearly shot sometime in spring or early summer, given the weather in Tennessee. That is prime egg-making hours. for ch- With that many chickens, they're putting out 60 to 80 eggs a day, I guarantee you. Each chicken? Where are the other eggs, Miley? This sounds like the worst social media campaign of all time. Hashtag, where are the other eggs? <laughs> Here's my question. When collecting eggs, is it standard to put them in your pockets? No, that's a terrible place for (laughs) (laughs) eggs. Either way, there's something suspicious about the egg count that we see in yeah. this film. I think we can all agree that there's... This was his there's... main point, and he's so upset. Right? I'm, I'm, I'm livid. <laughs> yes, and we can... Uh, well, something we can all agree on is that she is the fruit of a poison seed. <laughs> I don't believe you wrote that. Not sober. I think that was sober thoughts. No, but look. Wow, two, four, zero, nine. No, no. Whoa. Doxing. Mm-hmm. It's okay. I didn't put the zip code on, so there's no way oh they'd find God. it. Oh, my God. Caitlin, how's the movie end? I'd be happy to say. Okay. okay. It's time for the big concert. We're in act three. She starts performing. Oh, yeah. She's like, I can't do this. She takes off her wig. She might quit being Hannah Montana. But then everyone's like, you can still be Hannah Montana. And she's like, oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They do the thing that they do to Tobey Maguire in Spider-Man 2, where he reveals his identity, and they're like, we'll keep it to ourselves. Oh, yeah. Yeah, But in a way, it forces her to be Hannah Montana forever, because she's like, I'm ready to be myself. And they're like, no, thank you. (laughs) Just kind of like a nightmare. (laughs) Right. Uh, but that sleazy tabloid guy from the beginning is about to blow her cover, but then he's like, oh wait, my daughters told me not to. So then he doesn't. And then Miley and Travis kiss, and the movie, yeah, yeah, we don't like that. <laughs> and then the movie ends with her performing another song as Hannah. So I guess no lessons were learned. What's the takeaway? <laughs> <laughs> the takeaway is uh, be something, yourself, something. But yeah. Don't. <laughs> yeah, be yourself to a point, <laughs> which I think is the message of a lot of 2000s children's media. <laughs> yeah. uh, be I yourself, but watch mes- the fuck. The message is if you have a good wig, you can do almost anything. Mm. I know. But what if you have Hannah Montana's wig? <laughs> like I said, <laughs> I have a practical Hannah Montana-related question oh from the very God. beginning of the movie. Yes, the song we see here play at that stadium in Los Angeles is called Best of Both Worlds. Mm-hmm. That's the theme song to the television okay, show. Okay, because it's yeah, obviously a song. you have to song. watch your back right now because people are well, getting activated. It's nothing against the song, but it's clearly a song about being Hannah Montana and having a secret alter ego. 
How is that a mystery then? It's it's an open secret. (laughs) There's something I loved about a change. So that's like the theme song to the TV show. Mm -hmm. They make one small change between the TV show and the movie version of that song. Um, In the TV show, there's like a line that goes like, you go to movie premieres. And then she says, is that Orlando Bloom? And that happens in 2006. By 2009, that line is removed (laughs) because Orlando Bloom is no longer a famous person. (laughs) And you would no longer be excited to see him at a movie premiere. Yeah, true. That song's a classic. I mean, yeah, she is... is, um, But you would be surprised at how flagrantly she is uh, very obviously not Hannah Montana in the show. It's almost every episode. Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating pride in the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women, creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection, obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through 6X. Visit tomboyx.com. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Um, do you have any other like basic questions about Hannah Montana that we can we can help you out with? Not no no I think that that, that was about it that was, that was more it. menacing than I intended yeah. it to be. <laughs> I mean it is kind of it it is kind of shitty of her to like when she shows up at her friend's party immediately get up on stage and play a concert <laughs> if she knows her friend is pissed at her. Hmm. No one knew that concert was happening. That's true. Yeah. That is true because there's like moments. Where with like people in her life seem constantly frustrated that she has this alter ego and it's so inherent to who she is. It's like, well, then don't hang out with her if you mm-hmm. don't like that. But no one was forcing her. She she literally is like shrugging at mm-hmm. Lily. She's like, I'm sorry, I had to put on a concert no one asked for with my new awesome song. <laughs> and then, to to be fair, in the pilot that you made me watch at Knife Point today, uh, yeah, and Lily was thing. like, can I tell everyone? I'm gonna tell them you're Hannah. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, don't do that. And she was like, why? So confusing, mixed signals. Yeah. Uh, also, mm-hmm. I feel like taking the private jet out there was a significant <laughs> fraction yes. of the money that the town needed to raise in order to buy the land from that developer. <laughs> Look, and then how Like, that's Taylor... a third of the door take-home from that concert she just did. And you know that that's also how Taylor Swift got mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. Because... 
Taylor Swift. Okay, Taylor Swift is in the movies. As yes. is, we d- haven't even we've have managed to not mention that Rascal Flats is at Margot Martindale's what? house. What? I didn't even know no. that. Oh, I would know I those know goatees that. anywhere, baby. I would. And uh, oh, it's like Flats. you've never seen Cars. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I can't. The lack of media literacy on this stage right now. It's shocking. <laughs> Rascal Flats is at the house with Robbie Ray and Margot Martindale, and they're singing some piece of shit song because that's what they do. I yeah. liked it. Okay. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. I said, I'm sorry, I meant piece of shit like uh, not pejorative. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Scrambling. So, okay, wait. Taylor Swift is at the open mic night thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> No, that's the end of it. And they play, but I love it. So during the Taylor Swift song, they're they're cutting around to like a bunch of different conflicts, but most of this like sweet Taylor Swift song about teenagers in love takes place while Robbie Ray Stewart is talking to Jan Levinson Gould about how he's a bad boyfriend, Mm -hmm. which I thought was a a good use of Taylor Swift. I thought it worked. Absolutely. Um, Robert, I am very, what's going on? He What's really, going on? He in wants those? to read his notes. Are you I, I know. I can see you shaking, <laughs> ready to read the notes. Yeah. Okay. So, so is this a behind the bastards episode now? What's going on? I mean, it, I just have a little bit to say about Billy Ray Cyrus. I have to say, Please. the font is not very big. No. No. <laughs> most of these are most of these are just notes. But All right. Yeah, well, yeah, no, ready. no, please, please. All right, let me make sure people can see the address. So on we're here. talking about Billy Ray Cyrus, not Robbie Ray Stewart. Is no. that correct? Y- uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, okay. Because okay. no one has ever been named Robbie How Ray Stewart. How many pages is this? It's not that much. <laughs> so, Billy Ray was born August 25th, 1961. <laughs> now, <laughs> he was born in Flatwoods, Kentucky to Ron Cyrus, a steel worker who became a politician, which is the first time that his actual background conflicts with the movie. Because the movie clearly shows him growing up as a down-home farm boy, and his dad was like a union man who became a political leader in the state. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. That's suspicious, right? Uh-huh. So already a manufactured, now, like, every man uh, image. Also, his grandpa was a Pentecostal preacher, which is problematic. Ooh. Um... Now, uh, he dropped out of Georgetown. He also, he went to Georgetown. What the fuck? I know, right? <laughs> right, Georgetown. What a liar. Billy Ray. Oh I know. God. Yeah, very down home and country, Billy. How old was he when Achy Breaky Heart came out? <laughs> We're getting to Achy Breaky oh, okay. Heart. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, but also, I feel like this, like, ties into, like, Taylor Swift is in this, like, country m- movie while mm-hmm. she's from Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. The, and yeah. she's like, howdy, y'all. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, all right, Puxatani Phil, yeah. chill out. It's, it's a lot <laughs> of appropriation going yeah. on. Happy Groundhog Day. <laughs> everybody. Woo! Where are my Groundhog Day heads at? I don't know. <laughs> so, Continue. this is a fun fact. He dropped out of Georgetown in his junior year because he went to a Neil Diamond concert and decided he wanted to become a musician. Uh, men can do anything. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, so inspiring. <laughs> this brings us to the only notable fact about Billy Ray's musical career, the song Achy Breaky Heart. Okay. Now, it was written by an amateur songwriter, Don Van Tress. He didn't write No, that? he, no, no. Billy Ray could never have crafted the intricate lyrics of Achy Breaky Heart. <laughs> um, and it was originally recorded by a, uh, a band called the Marcy Brothers, uh, but their version changed lyrics to be less bad. Okay. So when Billy got the song, he was like, no, no, no. 
Let's make it, keep it shitty. Um, <laughs> so you're saying not only did he not write it, but he stole it from somebody yes, else? Yes, he stole it shamelessly. Okay. It reached number 23 on CMT's 100 Greatest Videos of All Time. Uh, number two on VH1's Most Awesomely Bad Song. Okay, look, Sorry, I, mm-hmm. Caitlin needs to tell on themselves really quickly. Okay. The main thing I did to prep for this episode, aside from watching Hannah Montana the movie, is watch the music video to Achy Breaky Heart. It is, yes, it is not good. No, like, it is no, like, of course it's not. Literally, him at a concert in like four three ratio, like mm-hmm. aspect ratio. It looks like shit. He has the worst haircut imaginable. Terrible song. And it's a bad song. Yeah. But Caitlin, you it, were texting me that you thought oh, but he then was, I was very like, handsome. Billy Ray hot. Made <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> a very the fucking lead. <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> Uh, it's a unique kind of shitty song because when Weird Al Yankovic parodied it, Weird Al, famously one of the nicest people who's, who's ever lived, the only parody he could make was so mean that he donated all of the proceeds from the song to charity. He was like, this is too cruel. I can't profit off of this. But there's no other way to make an achy, breaky heart parody. Oh, my God. Okay, you're like one right. paragraph. Yeah, skip there. ahead a little. No, skip no, we're ahead. done. We're, do- we're mostly done. Okay. So... Uh, there's a couple of things I want to note. In April of 2017, he changed his name to Cyrus, uh, or the artist formerly known as Billy Ray. <laughs> and Wikipedia says, fans did not like this, but on Live with Kelly and Ryan, Cyrus said, I'm here to set the record straight. He assured his fans his name would still be Billy Ray. So that's good. Um, <laughs> now we get to the sketchy part, because okay. Billy Ray Cyrus also sits on the advisory board of the Parents Television Council, which oh, is an God. ultra-right-wing uh, yeah. uh, anti-art organization. <laughs> they lobby against the existence of gangster rap as a legal medium of art. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's founded by a guy named Leo Brent Bozell III, who is uh, the nephew of William F. Buckley. Um, Jesus fucking Christ. How long has he been on that council? um, For quite a while. Okay. Um, I don't have an exact year here because I was pretty high when I wrote this. (laughs) Um, Also, Cyrus's song, We the People, was used as the campaign song for George W. Bush during his 2000 presidential run. Cyrus was reported as saying that he was a lifelong Democrat. Don't know how much I believe that. Mm. Well, he's a Georgetown University Democrat. That can mean anything. (laughs) So the last thing I should note is that in the movie, her mom is dead, right? That's yes. like clearly yeah, implied. And, and not just it, dead, Brooke Shields undead. Ooh. Yeah. 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 And he is her manager. What do you mean now, by that? Exactly what I said. Oh, okay. Was that no, not clear? Canonically, in the show and the movie, her mom is always dead, but sometimes her ghost comes back and it's Brooke Shields. And Brooke Shields is like, Molly, I'm so proud of you. And, like, and then you're like, what the fuck is going on? It's not like flashbacks. She comes back as a ghost. She's not like, but she like she does. Yeah, she comes to like advise like, Miley. The two main female advisors in Miley's life, and I view this as a positive, are Brooke Shields and Dolly Parton. And that Dolly Parton guested on the show many times because she's Miley Cyrus's actual godmother. Oh. And today we watched the episode where Dolly Parton um, robs the AV club or something. It was pretty exciting. It was good. Mm-hmm. Anyways, yes. So it's fun that her mom is dead in the show and Billy Ray is her manager. Because in real life, her oh, mother no. Tish was her manager. Yes. And um, 
Tish uh, and Billy Ray got divorced in the year 2000. Oh, sorry, in um, uh, April 2022, after a couple of different divorce attempts. And Mm -hmm. in September of that year, Billy Ray shared a photo of himself with a woman named Firehose on Instagram. (laughs) That is her legal name, okay? Um, The two met over a decade prior on the set of Hannah Montana. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, um, she is, I mean, she's 34. Now. Now. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Uh, okay. There's one uh, one last thing I'll read. It's not against the law. <laughs> About how they met. I made him, I, I, made, I was like, how old were, were she when they met? 22, <laughs> 22. right? 22, yeah. Yeah, okay. that, that, yeah. So, on uh, the set of his daughter's show. Not a legal, show. but a little. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he, he, in one of the stories he gives about how they met, he notes, or it's noted, Firehose came. Uh, he's like walking his. Do- he's walking his dog when she comes out of the Hannah Montana set. On that given day, Firehose came out the front door. There was almost a moment of I don't know recognition. I was like, this girl's a star. <laughs> um, he said that back then. No, that's what he said now. That he thought back then. That's what he like said he, he was thought back then. And on his daughter's TV. On show his daughter's that TV. He was show. getting paid to do off her likeness. I wish Fire was the best. <laughs> I think we should all keep Fire Hose yeah, in our like, thoughts. Yeah, thoughts and prayers for Fire Hose. Yeah, thoughts and prayers for Fire Hose is, is my uh, is my takeaway. Okay, so that is that is that all of Billy Ray's crimes? Is, do we miss anything? That's that's most of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're good. <laughs> um, well, Caitlin, was there anything else that stuck out to you about this movie? <laughs> Besides the fact that it's the, fucking awesome, it's uh, so awesome. Um, the scene where <laughs> Travis is like, he comes in. She's like in a barn or a chicken coop. I'm not sure. And she's singing a song, and he's like, "That song fucking sucks. <laughs> Why? Are, oh, you're still doing that singing thing? And yeah. also, it's generic, and your song isn't even about anything. First of all, he only heard like two lines of it. Secondly, she did. None of her songs are about anything. So, <laughs> what's the problem? And They're one of her songs is clearly one of her songs is famously about if she were a movie. <laughs> That's okay. one of her most favorite. If we were a movie, you'd be the right guy. I'd be the best friend that you'd fall in love with in the end. How is that not about something, Caitlin? Well, okay, and then I'll sorry. Uh, her song that goes pop it, lock it, polka dot it, country <laughs> Yeah, it's about the power of dance. Hog in the sky, si- something side to side, jump to the left, stick it, glide, etc. I'd like to see you do it. <laughs> I'm getting defensive of Hannah Montana again. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Um, uh, so my point is, uh, Travis sucks. We already knew that, but in yeah. particular in that scene where he's like, your art is bad. And it's, it's like, what have you ever done besides make an ugly chicken coop, Travis? Wow. <laughs> I mean, Sorry. wow. Um, yeah, I yeah, and then it's like all the scenes between uh, Robbie Ray Stewart and Miley are always weird because he always is he always is like walking after her. The whole series and the movie is like what are you so upset about? And it's like, same thing as usual. <laughs> the split identity you forced me into so you could have this shitty sitcom house next yeah. to the beach. 
Ultimately, I think that uh, Vita is a fun character. I wish she got to do more. Because it's like, you got Vanessa Williams, and you're not going to let her do more stuff. I know. Don't waste my time. I oh, that we, could, we could just get rid of Travis and have so much more fun. More with Tyra. More Tyra. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like she... I, we still have to cover Life Size. That was what I thought when we... Oh, that was okay. a huge thought. The people, that I was having. the people want the life size episode. She's that from movie Sunnyvale, was beautiful. California. Oh, it was a perfect. I, I haven't seen it in 20 years. It's probably, yeah, I'm sure it aged Doesn't perfectly. Hold up. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. The, the people have spoken. It's perfect. <laughs> um, oh, and then the other thing I wanted to say is that in Hannah Montana, women are not the only ones who are prop falling because no. Billy Ray or whatever his name is in the movie uh, he Pratt Falls too yay <laughs> he, he knocks a bunch of plates over that is that's like equity that is like very inherent to this like era of like Disney sitcom girls specifically because if I had a you know a dollar for every time we got I mean we've talked about Hillary Duff she's slipping sliding all over the place Raven Simone just absolutely flying across the room at a moment's notice Miley Cyrus just careening out of a can and like she's they're just flopping around yeah I love true. it <laughs> they were our you know they were the greatest physical comedians of our era. <laughs> I yeah. like when girl walking and then she fall down. It's, it, I look at her, I say, she like me. <laughs> That's comedy. Also, and Robert, you brought this up as far as they like dead mom her. She's like mm, the yeah. Disney princess her, basically. I do want to mention as far as the like father-daughter relationship goes, the parallels to Armageddon. Um, okay, I'm listening. Okay, ready? Single dad I can see and daughter. Daughter. <laughs> daughter has a little boyfriend. <laughs> and something is headed their way to destroy their town. <laughs> An asteroid and or American capitalism. <laughs> Equally bad yeah. things. And the characters need to stop it. It's true. And they do the, I mean, they do the classic, they save the town from the thing, sort of, kind of, and you kind of forget what the threat was in the first place, and then there's a really loud song, and then you pass out. <laughs> That's the movie. That, and it feels like a movie. The movie does uh, feel like a movie. Big but, time. Well, so I didn't know this uh, until you mentioned it, Robert, that um, it was Miley Cyrus's mother who was her yeah, manager yeah. throughout her entire career. Tish. And then the movie is like, or the yeah, the show and the movie is like, no, it's it was Billy Ray, it was her daddy. So that's mm. uh, stolen the, valor. The, the <laughs> it's the erasure of women's labor. Tish and, erasure. Ugh. And that's all I have to say. Okay, so I, I I feel so. Here's what we know. Yes. This movie is good. <laughs> yeah. I think that that's the conclusion we've come to. <laughs> However, I feel like I don't know, like. Caitlin and Sophie and I, like, we can tap into our natural pop star pretty easily, but Robert, mm -hmm. I just feel like you've got, like, a lot of weapons and kind of scary notes. <laughs> and I'm just, like, not getting pop star from you right now, so I wanted to... Don't touch the notes anymore, please. Don't, I, no one wants to see the address. We're going to put that down. 
Robert, I want to, like, we were thinking we would help you kind of get in touch with your inner pop star tonight. Is that okay? Oh, oh, oh boy. Okay, okay. Let's kick up the music. We, uh, we, we've got, we've got a little plan. We've got a quiz. Uh, I found a quiz on the internet called Pop Star, Which Are You? All right, Robert Evans, if you want to find out which pop star you wow. are, this personality quiz reveals your perfect famous singer match. Side note, can you name at least three of those people? Oh. Uh, the quiz before the quiz. Yeah, that's the uh, 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 Selena Gomez. Is is that one of yes. them? Yes. Wow. Okay. Now, yeah, that looks like that looks like there's a Selena Gomez, and there's that also. Is that Taylor Swift in the stripe? Yes. Yes. See. All right. I'm one out. more. You I'm, don't know uh, no. the Biebs. Come on, I've given you five years to learn this one. Justin Bieber. Really? Yeah, and that is. Oh, he got he got a little caked out, didn't he? Right. And that's famously the woman you called Ariana Grande. Wait, which one? Yeah. <laughs> that's. I'm gonna be my, honest. I give, you've had half a decade. I just to knew learn one this. of the three ladies was Selena Gomez. Robert's a big fan of rare beauty cosmetics. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna start the quiz. Okay, but who the hell is on the left? That's Sean no one knows. Oh, that, that name. Know. That name means nothing <laughs> to me. No one's. No one's quite sure who that is on the left. All right, can we start the quiz? Uh, the first question, what is your favorite treat? <laughs> with, with two eats, I might know. Mashed potato, cheese pizza, eating out at Nando's, or chicken nuggets? I mean, I gotta, I gotta say Nando's. Eating out at Nando's. Okay, let's choose that one. Uh, Caitlin, you want to take this next one? Absolutely. Pick a movie or series. Uh, romance slash sci-fi. Why are those two uh, grouped together? Not sure. No, this makes sense. Sci-fi slash action. That makes a little more sense. Crime slash action or Bollywood drama. Thoughts? There's a lot of, you know, there's some intersecting Venn diagram circles. You know, it's heartbreaking to think that soon quizzes like this will be written by AIs. I know. <laughs> putting, putting hardworking writers out of business. <laughs> What are you thinking? Answer the question. Yeah. Oh, I have to answer? Yes, Robert. Uh, well, I guess, it, I mean, my preference in movies is my, pre my, my preference in real life, so crime action. Crime action. <laughs> yeah, okay. I could go for some crime action. All right, next we have, what song do you like most? Oh, oh this, this is, is going to be rough. So Cigarette Daydreams by Cage the Elephant, Get It Right by Diplo and M.O., Hey Jude by The Beatles, or Thriller by Michael Jackson. So, did you guys hear the latest Cage the Elephant news? No, I haven't heard the latest Cage the Elephant. What am I, five years the old? The lead singer was arrested in New York because people at the hotel noticed when he was in the bathroom yelling at no one that he had a loaded gun in his pants. So he was illegally carrying two 45s loaded and chambered. Anyway, Robert, are you sure I'm going to go with you? Cigarette Daydreams. Okay. Why are you like this? <laughs> All right, next question, Gaylor. Okay, where do you like to live? <laughs> the four places. Well, California and Europe are both acceptable. England and New York are not. Yeah. I guess I'm going to go with Europe, because California is going to burn down soon. Okay. Fair. Okay. Which car do you like the most? Red car, blue car, green car, or red car? <laughs> I'm going to have to go with the green one. Okay, I like, yeah. yes. Yes, that's really going to hurt the environment real bad. None of them are going to be good for the environment. <laughs> but that one looks like Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> Who is good for the environment? 
Shrek heads. Yeah. What yeah. is your favorite <laughs> animal? Tarantulas, <laughs> horses, cats, or lions? Wow, again, cats still somehow, uh, somehow there's a... I, yeah. I, I can't forgive this quiz for making me choose between cats and lions, okay. but I'll go with cats. Okay, good Hell call, yeah. good call. Do you know how many nipples a cat has? <laughs> It's eight. That's Cat Facts with Caitlin. Like Woo! a spider. Thank you, Caitlin. Uh, Robert, which country or region would you like to visit the most? Is it Hawaii? Hawaii? <laughs> Eastern Why? Europe? The UK or India? Uh, I'm going to have to go with Hawaii. <laughs> no one's been there before. <laughs> I'm, I'm drawn to mystery. <laughs> what musical instrument would you like to learn? Ukulele, cello, piano. I would only like to sing. Yeah, I would only like to sing. <laughs> okay, you're going to regret saying that. Uh, which personality trait fits you according to your friends and family? Whoa, okay, I Sophie, thought, you can I answer this. That said whore. <laughs> I thought that said Being rebellious, being stubborn, being compationat, <laughs> or being a dreamer. Sophie, you should answer this. Your friends and family. <laughs> yeah. The, I, I'm going to go with uh, Ask the Audience. No! I'm sorry, but the clear answer is compassionate. Yeah. <laughs> He's a very compassionate guy. <laughs> That's a fascinating In Hawaii. <laughs> All right. Oh, yes. Which, what fictional character inspires you the most? Michael Scott from The Office. Robin Williams is a fictional character, Robin Williams. Willy Wonka or Harry Potter? Yeah, Robert, answer this question. Answer the question. Uh, I, I'm going to have to go with Robin Williams, but specifically Robin Williams from One Hour Photo. <laughs> yeah. That's a good Robin Williams. Which quote do you agree with the most? All the good girls go to hell. <laughs> Be kind to yourself a little more every day. Music is a powerful tool in galvanizing people around an issue. Or... No matter how many times people try to criticize you, the best revenge is to prove them wrong. Well, I guess the revenge one. <laughs> I am a revenge stan. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he was going to go all good girls go to Oh, jeez, like, no, been a not, fun not in this room. sassy switch up. <laughs> what are you afraid of? <laughs> Phantom oh of the God. darkness, loneliness, being in a crowded place or drowning? I mean, I gotta give it to them. They spelled loneliness right, which I was not <laughs> expecting from this writer. Um, your, your answer is definitely being in a crowded place. Yeah, having been in a couple of crowd crush situations, everyone file out real carefully. <laughs> uh, who would you like to spend an evening with? Oh boy. Ferret. Oh. <laughs> Ferret. Answer this accurately. Fans. <laughs> alone. Or family. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to go with alone. <laughs> uh, you, yeah, your friends are so sad. What natural element inspires you the most? The sky, the ocean, mountains, or the desert? Uh, I'm going to go with mountains. Yes, a classic element. <laughs> what is your favorite type of sport? Oh Horseback riding, boxing, football, or soccer? What a series of choices. <laughs> Um, well, I'm gonna. I'm like a on an artistic level. I appreciate head injuries, so I'm gonna go with football. Okay. Although boxing. Although oh, I tough. was like, there's that's a left. Yeah. And falling off a horse, you could get a. Brick. You're right. You're. Hey. They're all great head injury sports. Soccer <laughs> yeah. too, but I'm gonna go with football. Okay. 
This is a really long quiz. Look, look, we're almost done. 16 of 20, okay? What is your favorite time of day? Afternoon, morning, dusk, or night? Night. It's, yeah. I That's don't like that they did that out of chronological order. No. <laughs> what would you do first to make the world a better place? Abolishing sexual discrimination, <laughs> ending all wars, controlling climate change, or restoring balance in the global economy. Sorry, you can only pick wow. one. You're yeah, going to seem like a bitch no matter what. what. You're wrong. Yeah. I mean, look, controlling climate change sounds like I could control you the weather. Make it worse. And I could, <laughs> yeah. I could deal with some problems if I could control the weather. So I'm going to go with that one. Control. That's the vaguest answer by far. Um, okay. Uh, select one of the drinks below. Rum, vodka, wine, or tequila? Tequila. Or tequila. Uh, tequila. I was also that's that's not even a question. Ketamine, but... Uh, what is what city is the best place to live for a pop star? L.A., Paris, London, or New York? I mean, LA. what's furthest away from me? Paris. Okay. Let's, let's let's keep them far. Okay. And final question. Oh my gosh! Select a super a supernatural power. You know that's the graphics how that's, on this quiz said. are awesome. Invisibility, reading right. minds. Talking and understanding what animals say. Eliza oh, Thornberry vibes. Understanding good. what animals say. Flying, but specifically Flying without, without and, wings. and don't press next yet, because. <laughs> I mean, flying with flying, right? Fly, like that's the only choice in a so, list of superpowers that includes flying. So can we flying. get? Can we get a little drum roll? Because we're about to get Robert's pop so star. So excited. Robert, your pop star is. You make like. <laughs> oh no that is pretty fucking rough man yeah, that's not that good that is not how are we no. feel no oh. alright oh. listen oh. alright give it up for Robert that was oh. very vulnerable of you to do thank you oh my gosh Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating pride in the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women, creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection, obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. There you have it, listeners. That was our live show recorded again back in February at Curious Comedy Theater in 
Portland. We wanted to jump back in, though, to discuss something that we didn't have time for in the live show, but we wanted to um, bring up uh, Miley Cyrus's history of appropriation. Right, which I think you you get a taste of, not that you would want it, mm-hmm. uh, in... Uh, in this movie, uh, not to say that, you know, at this point, Miley is a kid. She's not really making a lot of her own creative decisions. But I think right. that it, it is something that you see very often in kids' media, and which is still very white-dominated. Um, you know, the mm-hmm. hoedown, throwdown. It's a very uh, gentle uh, sort of blend yeah. of of genres, uh, but I think we're more talking about how this unfolds in her adult career because it's been. Um, I feel like it's it's pretty common knowledge that it's been a lot. Yes, so Miley Cyrus, along with many other white pop artists, have a history of appropriating other cultures, often black culture using people of color as props and set dressing in music videos, things like that. And these artists profiting from that. And then when that aesthetic doesn't serve them anymore, or, you know, like in the case of Miley, when she wants to get back to her country roots, for example, these artists have the privilege of being able to easily shed the persona that they had been appropriating. Right. Um, and I think that the sort of most uh, well-known arc of um, this takes place after the Hannah Montana movie, but surrounds uh, Miley's album Bangers, which came out mm-hmm. in 2013, which uh, I think appropriated so heavily from Black culture that uh, it was a topic of discussion in 2013 which is you know culturally Uh a thousand years ago um (laughs) right but there was a lot of uh criticism rightfully so around how miley incorporated black aesthetics into her music and into her music videos and there was uh also a lot of criticism of using black women and black dancers essentially as props Mm -hmm. uh during this uh, i think particularly this album but also just kind of throughout these couple of years uh she generally Mm -hmm. would not respond to these criticisms at all or just blow them off would not engage with them seriously at all feign ignorance that kind of thing this goes into 2015. She hosts the MTV Music Video, uh, Video Music Awards, the VMAs, mm-hmm. in dreadlocks, and you're just like, I, well, I didn't, I don't remember that, but that, mm-hmm. and then I saw, and then I was like, well, that's horrible, uh, and <laughs> like you were referencing, Caitlin, that came uh, back around in 2017 when she did an interview in Billboard when she was sort of going back to country, completely disavowing or really distancing herself from um from hip-hop in general even though she was very clearly profiting off of um off of hip-hop for years like half a decade Mm -hmm. and and then she told i mean not only in this interview does she distance herself she also mocks it and Mm -hmm. uh you know just i don't know i was like do we want to share quotes it's kind of it's too it's gross 
I don't want to share quotes from, from that, but I would like to share quotes from um, a Teen Vogue article by Michael Arsenault mm-hmm. entitled Miley Cyrus Faces Rightful Backlash in the Light of Past Cultural Appropriation. Um, it's from 2017. I'll switch back and forth from like direct quotes and paraphrasing, but it's a really good article. Um, we will link it in our show notes. But um, Michael Arsenault speaks about white child stars trying to make a transition into bona fide adult star and what often happens with that and how Miley Cyrus is a prime example of this. So, uh, quote, when they are younger, their squeaky clean presentation is incredibly profitable, but unfortunately for them, they age out and soon run the risk of becoming something that threatens their respective careers. Corny. They have to do something to hold on to their fan bases who, like them, are growing up and are in search of new voices and sounds more aligned with their newfound older interests. Mm-hmm. So they clamor for something that will convey rebellion and they run right to black culture. Uh, then Michael talks about America's obsession with black culture, which non-black Americans generally perceive as cool, but respect for black culture does not extend to the black people who are creating that culture as they are the subjects of constant racial discrimination. Mm -hmm. And then Michael goes on to discuss the public backlash against Miley throughout the years regarding her appropriation of hip hop aesthetics and styles and we already alluded to this, but like the very cringy comments she has made about it Mm. or the ignorance she has feigned about it, things like that. And how easy it is for, again, white artists to co-opt black culture for personal gain, Um, not only like money and profitability, but also as a like strategic, like, Oh, I'm going to co-opt this culture to gain like credibility and popularity and get myself to a certain like level of fame Mm -hmm. that I want to be in. And then when it no longer suits an artist like Miley Cyrus, they're able to just shed that persona when they no longer feel it suits their interests. Right. And I think, I mean, other, and and again, like you were saying earlier, this is not a problem specific to her. She is one of the more prominent perpetrators uh, in the last 10 years. But it's like also in the last 10 years, we have, you know, Iggy Azalea and Ariana Grande. Mm -hmm. And and I I know that I'm missing other white pop stars. And it's also not an issue that's specific to white women. It's white artists writ large yeah Um, there's a there's an interview uh between sandra song and emma bracy on an episode of teen vogue's pop feminist um we just love teen vogue but they talk about a lot of the same things that this article is discussing and they also cite um katie perry avril lavigne Gwen Stefani, who Um, all have a history of appropriating East Asian culture. Mm -hmm. And then like Justin Timberlake, so many white artists. Really name a a white pop star. Um, (laughs) I think the list is shorter of artists who have not done it in the last 20 years. And, you know, going back obviously Mm -hmm. doesn't get better thank you for sharing that i i I hadn't yeah i hadn't seen that article and then Um, i'll i'll share one last kind of closing thought from it um 
Quote, there is something to be said for an artist having the space to try new things. And for many born of a certain age, hip hop culture has been the defining culture for their entire lives. But if you don't respect the subcultures you borrow from, you are not so much curious as you are a charlatan. In a perfect world, black art made by black people would be just as successful as the art made by a white artist who's inspired by it. In an ideal society, what black people are vilified for wouldn't be so much more alluring when performed by white people. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I thought that was just a, a wonderful article with a lot of great points. Let's link that in the description as well. We shall. Yes. Um, the last thing I wanted to say was, uh, I guess, just referencing that uh, Miley Cyrus eventually did respond to these criticisms. Uh mm-hmm. Not until 2019 that I was able to see, um, but I just thought it was interesting in the way that this happened it, because it I didn't realize it's, it's a YouTube channel that I watch mm. called As Told by Kenya, a woman named Kenya Wilson. She does great pop culture critique and she released a video in 2019 called uh, Miley Cyrus is my problematic fave, sorry, uh, which is a fun title. Um, <laughs> but basically in that she she goes through everything that we've spoken about and more in uh, in detail and sort of lays out how she feels about how, because Miley's been silent on this issue so long, like what is a way forward? Is there a way forward? And her personal opinion on like, I still enjoy her work, so how do I square this as a black woman? Mm-hmm. And Miley Cyrus actually watched and commented on the video. Huh. And, uh, I mean, it's not... I, I, just, I just thought it was uh, interesting. I'll share a short quote of uh, mm-hmm. what she responded. She said, uh, quote, There are decades of inequality that I am aware of, but I still have a lot to learn about. Silence is a part of the problem, and I refuse to be quiet anymore. Simply said, I fucked up, and I sincerely apologize. I'm committed to using my voice for healing change and standing up for what's right, which is very vague. But um, yes. the the one thing that did uh, feel, I guess, the, the most clear uh, was uh, I own the fact that saying quote, this pushed me out of the hip-hop scene a little, unquote, referencing that 2017 interview, was insensitive, as it is a privilege to have the ability to dip in and out of the scene. Mm. So, you know, certainly doesn't make anything right, but I also thought it was interesting that this was a conversation that is still ongoing, and Mm -hmm. it, you know, doesn't correct anything that was done, um, but just that that was a dialogue between Kenya Wilson and, and Miley Cyrus was interesting. Hmm. Um, and I'll, I'll send you, I'll, I'll, we can link uh, Kenya's video as well because it is yeah. very comprehensive and she's just really uh, fun to watch. I really like her. Hell yeah. So yeah, that's just something that we wanted to um, discuss uh, that we didn't have time for in the live show. And uh, what we also (laughs) failed to do in the live show was uh, take the nipple scale seriously. Oh, yeah. Um, (laughs) So we're going to give more serious answers for our nipple scale, which is, of course, the metric we use. It is a scale of zero to five nipples based on evaluating the movie through an intersectional feminist lens. Yeah. I... (laughs) 
I'm now remembering why we didn't take it very seriously in the movie or in the episode because uh, <laughs> this is a very silly movie. Um, I don't know. I guess like one and a half nipples. Yeah, sure. <laughs> like, I'm like, I truly don't. I mean, yeah, yeah. One and a yeah, half nipples. Yeah, I mean, and I won't say anything any further. If you know, you know. I'm going one and a half, and I'm giving them to Rico for some reason. Oh, wait, who? Yeah, yeah I'll tell you when you're older. <laughs> okay, thanks. Uh, I'll give my nipples to character actor Margot Martindale. Amazing. <laughs> Thank you again to uh, to Robert Evans. And to Curious Comedy Theater and to the entire audience that came out to that uh, absolutely chaotic, bizarre show. Uh, <laughs> yes, which we, and, and, so and to Sophie Lichterman. We should be thanking her every single episode, but particularly this one, because not only did she uh, was she kind enough to come on stage for the show, but mm-hmm. also uh, like put us up and like Sarah, mm-hmm. shout out to Sarah Marshall and Sophie Lichterman for giving us a place to lay our perfect beautiful heads yes um and yeah uh hopefully you know we we are planning to be on tour a little bit in the fall so keep your eyes peeled Mm -hmm. so you too can witness the terror that is a bechtel cast live show will a knife get thrown at you i'm gonna be so (laughs) careful that that does not happen again but could be fun could be at the very least we will probably eat hot dogs on stage and maybe wear wigs yeah we're getting into we're we're kind of entering our themed costume at the show era Mm -hmm. so yes don't rule out a wig yeah and you will find out about things like upcoming tours on our social media where you can follow us on twitter and instagram at bechtelcast you can also always subscribe to the matreon which is at patreon.com slash bechtelcast it is five dollars a month and you get access to two bonus episodes per month plus the entire back catalog of all of our bonuses something like 150 ish episodes wild yeah. we just covered what a girl wants after years of avoiding it <laughs> and yeah. yeah you can also get our merch over on tpublic.com slash the bechtel cast Mm -hmm. and in the meantime time to get on your horse or whatever (laughs) and go hang out with martin margot martindale or whatever i'm gonna go into the chicken coop and collect three eggs (laughs) (laughs) and i'll collect whatever other appropriate number of eggs there are in there bye 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 Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.